0: Freedom is not a gift bestowed upon us by other men, but a right that belongs to us by the laws of God and nature. Benjamin Franklin. You're listening to the Matt Gore Podcast, where freedom reigns. For now. Thank you again for listening to the Matt Gore podcast. We really appreciate your support. We've, we've definitely grown over the last month, but we need your help. Here's how you can help. Please share the Matt Gore podcast with your friends and family. Five star reviews help us a ton. You can also subscribe to our Rumble page or our Facebook page. So, this is where you can find us, rate and review us, and share us. You can find us on Breaker. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. You can also find uh, our page on Rumble. Just search for the Matt Gore Podcast. And you can find us on Facebook. Please follow. And like us there, it's at Matt Gore Podcast. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Education is a pillar of civilization. Throughout history, minus the Dark Ages, civilization has, has learned from their predecessors and, and built upon their work. Education and learning are keys to success and growth. Notice that I didn't say school is a key. The public school system and higher education as a whole, the university system, they've been hijacked by the left and progressives. I honestly don't know if it can be saved at this point. This isn't just a problem in deep blue states like New York and California. This is a problem everywhere. Public schools in North Carolina, for instance, are teaching BLM socialist propaganda. Math is now racist somehow, and, and science has become woke. History is being bastardized. The new social study standards that are being implemented in North Carolina are teaching systematic racism. They're teaching white kids to feel guilty for slavery and Jim Crow, when I'm 99% positive that they weren't there for any of that. They're also teaching black and brown kids that they're victims. In my opinion, this is child abuse. Now, I went to public schools, and and that's where I wanted to be. I hated the idea of going to a private school. To be honest, I didn't really like private school kids. My kids, up until this year, have attended public school. We were relatively happy with the school system. We live in small-town North Carolina. And honestly, most of the teachers here still seem to have common sense. But we did pull our kids out this year to homeschool them because we saw the disaster that is distance learning at the end of last school year. We knew that this year would would be no better. We also did not want our kids to be forced to wear masks all day if they were to attend in school. Honestly, the way it was described, the system that the school system was going to put in place, it sounded straight out of a dystopian novel. Kids weren't going to be able to interact with each other. They were always going to wear masks, no recess, no P.E., basically become robots. We knew that distance learning, it doesn't work for our kids. We have one child in kindergarten this year. How do you teach kindergarten remotely. So we cut out the middleman, and we did true homeschool. Now, it has been a challenge, but less of a challenge than it would have been otherwise. Now, I'm confident that we made the correct decision. My kids aren't glued to a computer all day. They aren't learning common core nonsensical math anymore. They aren't beholden to the woke mob when it comes to literature or social studies. At the current trajectory, I can't see how we can ever go back to public school. Now, I hate that, and I hope it changes soon, because that's where I want my kids to be. School vouchers would be nice. More competition would improve schools. If you could take your tax money that goes to public schools and use it as you see fit for your children's education, Imagine the choices you would have. You could use it to pay private school tuition or use it towards your own homeschool or tutors. Or you could even keep your kids in good public schools if you choose. Bad public schools would die just the same as bad private schools or bad businesses. You should have that choice. Sadly, most people don't have this option. Also, sadly, as many parents, mostly women, have been unable to work during the lockdown because they have to stay home with their kids and make sure that their kids are doing well in school. I myself am a small business owner, and I employ a majority female workforce, many of them single mothers and many of them minorities. I've lost many great employees over this issue. Employees had to take leave to do school, with their children, then they try to come back only to have to leave again because the kids are struggling in school. Imagine that. The negative stories about the effects of distance learning are far outnumbering the positive. Now we hear the phrase, trust the science or follow the science, right? Well, the science proves that kids aren't susceptible to this disease. And they don't spread the disease. Teachers are safer at work than most other people are in their jobs. They're safer at work than they are at Walmart or church or, or a restaurant. By the way, they're, they're safe those places too. Now, I've always been wary of, of sending my kids to a private Christian school. I know that sounds bad coming from a Christian, but kids that I went to church with or grew up with that attended private Christian schools, well, they aren't Christians anymore. Out of probably the 10 kids that that I can think of, only one is still a Christian. Now, I know that's a small sample size, but I feel like the Christian school pushed them away. Uh, And again, I know this is a small sample size, but that is my perception. So that's not what I want for my kids. Again, I don't want private school for my kids. I want public school for my kids. When we look around the country at some of the demands that teachers' unions have made before they feel safe or comfortable coming back to work, do they have anything to do with COVID? Or are they logical? So in Los Angeles, the teachers' union there demanded that uh, we defund the police. They also demanded a wealth tax, universal health care, full funding to house all of California's homeless, They also want to shut down public-funded, private-operated charter schools. Now, number one, what does any of this have to do with COVID? And number two, how does this benefit children? We always hear that teachers are here for the kids, all the sacrifices they make. Well, what does this have to do with benefiting children? Chicago drew a line in the sand with their teachers' union demanding that they return. Well, the teachers stood strong and the city folded. Fairfax County, Virginia, teachers were bumped to priority placement to get vaccinated. They said, if we get vaccinated, we'll come back to work. Well, they got vaccinated, then they refused to go back to work. Union President Kimberly Adams said in January that her union wouldn't even support going back in the fall this coming fall, the fall of 2021. Why? Because they want all students vaccinated as well. Safety first. Ridiculous as this one seems, at least it has something to do with COVID. The Racist Socialist 1619 Project has made its way into North Carolina schools. It teaches that Thanksgiving is bad, pilgrims were evil, and and Europeans in general were evil. Critical race theory, like I mentioned before, teaches that white kids are need to feel guilty and white kids are inherently racist. It also teaches that black and brown kids are victims. Again, I believe this is child abuse. Another problem with public schools is um, everyone does not need to go to a four-year college or university. In fact, probably less than 50% do. High schools that only focus on college prep set up the majority of their students for failure. We need to give kids opportunities for more options. They need options to, to learn trades or other, either other life or business skills. Trades like mechanical, electrician, CNA or, or nursing in general, plumber, HVAC, IT technician, These are good trades, good paying trades. Also, kids need general life skills like budgeting and saving. Everybody needs to know how to do that. Four-year colleges are expensive. They're time-consuming. And all they do is brainwash kids for the most part. And they're a racket. Now, don't get me wrong. There are good four-year universities. And some career paths certainly require it. Like, for instance, if you want to become a doctor, you definitely need to go to a four-year college, and you definitely need to go to med school. You can't just set up shop downtown and call yourself a doctor. But you don't need a four-year degree in art history to become a barista, which is basically the only career path for someone with a degree in art history. Why is tuition so expensive? Well, student loans are federally guaranteed, and since 2010, student loans are directly provided by the federal government. So if you're a school or a business in general, and you have an 18 year old kid that can go out and get a loan that's federally guaranteed, you're going to get your money one way or another, whether it's from the kid or from the government. Why would you charge them $10,000 when you can probably charge them 20 or 30 or 40,000? You're going to get paid one way or another, right? Tuition hikes have far outpaced inflation and the cost of living. According to Forbes, tuition rose 497% from 1985 to 2017. 497%. Four-year universities and academia in general are inundated with leftist, socialists, progressive, former hippies. They're all trying to outwoke each other. Independent thought is not allowed. Conservatives or even just not left enough students have to hide their true beliefs for fear of being failed or, worse, suspended for hate speech if they believe in the Constitution. Campuses are now promoting segregation. Students in the School of Education, future teachers at Elon University here in North Carolina, organized a white caucus For white or white-identifying students, whatever that is, to learn and process their awareness of and complicity in unjust systems. So here's another uh, critical race theory. White kids, you need to feel guilty. And we're going to give you a a white-only caucus to uh, express your views without fear of offending black or brown children or students. Students in the public school system, from K through the university system, are being taught what to think, not how to think. Critical thinking and logic are things of the past. Now, that's the problem. I've described the problems in the public school system, but that's not enough. What, what do we do from here? Where do we go? Well, like I've said in in earlier podcasts, the goal of this podcast is to inspire people to take a more active role in politics. Well, the most impactful way you can probably get involved in politics is your local school system. So what do I mean by that? I, I for one, recently attended my local precinct meeting for the Republican Party. And the reason I did that is so I can attend the Republican convention in my county. And the reason I want to do that is, like I said, I want to take a more active role in politics. I want to help influence policy. I want to get in the ear of people in power, whether it's local congressmen, senators, or school board members, city council, county chairman, whatever it is. I want to get in their ear and and help. I want to get in the ear of these people of power, whether it's local school board or whatever, to help influence what they do. You know, on a local level, we can fight back against state mandates or federal mandates. We have to take back our schools, you know, not to become Republican indoctrination centers, but to prevent them from being progressive indoctrination centers. We want to teach kids the truth. We want to teach kids math. That actually works. It's not racist. We want to teach kids the scientific method. Basic biology is is questioned now. Um, What was scientific fact 20 years ago that males are males and females are females is now up to debate somehow. We want to teach kids The history of america you know america has flaws but it's the greatest country that the face of this earth has ever seen this country was founded in 1776 not 1619 this country yes we had slavery along with the majority of the world at that time we fought a civil war to get rid of slavery yes it's an ugly history but we need to keep teach kids the truth So, like I said, I'm doing my best to get involved in local politics to help influence and create change. We've got to take back our country, and it starts at a local level. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom.